What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Mo K. Davis here with you. We're going to get into the NBA playoffs. Got some thoughts on the games last night and how the series are unfolding. Little baseball talk. A couple of uh, big news drops yesterday. Little boxing. I'm going to get a little bit into boxing. A big, big match coming up this weekend. But first, we are going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Now, I'm going to go back before I go to what happened last night and talk about the Draymond Green play and Draymond Green in general. Does he get under my skin? Yeah. He gets under everybody's skin. But every time I let a day or two go, then I'm like, man, I can't wait till he retires and he goes to NBA TNT or wherever he goes because he's really good uh, on camera. He's frank. He's honest. He, sh- he should have been ejected. He should have been suspended. But I'm glad that the Warriors won. Um, mostly because I just want to see a series. You know, when it goes 3-0, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, we're not paying attention to that anymore. But then... When it spills over into the game last night, I am so frustrated with the lack of consistency with the officiating. Hands down, Joel Embiid should have been ejected from the game yesterday. Oh, we want to say, oh, well, um, the reputation of Draymond Green is why he got ejected and then suspended. And the first thing that went to my mind is like, Joel Embiid does stuff all the time. I don't understand why you're acting like Joel Embiid does not end up in some sort of controversy several games. He taunts several games. He will do questionable things, and then in post-game where he was like, I don't remember that. Well, now I know it was half-joking. But he kicked Nick Claxton with intent in the growing area. I don't understand if you are a referee of nothing else because of what you saw with Golden State, how somehow when you are in your pregame routine, you are not saying, hey, look, we got to, you know, really pay attention to these players. We can't allow one player to put a foot on the other player or else they should be ejected. You know they had to have that conversation and then they got scared. They got scared to do what they are supposed to do as referees, which is keep control of the game. Who cares that the Sixers are up 2-0? Right? 
I mean, the referees weren't thinking about, oh, we can't let Draymond Green get ejected because we don't want it to affect the game. Because there's one thing that as a referee you cannot condone, and that should be a player punching another player or kicking another player. And that's what Joel Embiid did. I don't understand how he was not ejected. And I like the Sixers. I want the Sixers to win. I got friends who are Sixers fans, so I root for them for that reason. I got friends that are Brooklyn fans, too. I don't, I just don't get it. And then to suspend, to eject Harden for, in my mind, not only was it inadvertent, but I think it was faking. Maybe Nick Clacton should have, Nick Claxton, it's like a tongue twister, should have faked it a little bit more. Maybe. But in my mind, what Harden did was not egregious and not necessarily on purpose. If when I looked at the replay multiple times, it looked like his elbow went into like his stomach sternum area, and maybe his hand went a little bit down there, but I thought it was faking. And then you turn around and eject Nick's Clack, Nick Claxton for taunting? The, the referees just continue to get it wrong. And I know if you look at the course of a game, there are a lot of calls that are made. And so you don't want to say, oh, well, they're getting everything wrong. But it's the big ones, the ones that people are going to talk about tomorrow that you got to get right. And after the Draymond kick and stepping on, actually we'll say not a kick, stepping on DeMontis Sabonis's chest as, you know, yeah, DeMontis Sabonis did grab his leg. There's no doubt about that. But Draymond could have stepped anywhere but on his chest. So yes, he should have been ejected and suspended. I'm just saying, come on, how, you, how do you get that wrong? How do you get that wrong, refs? I imagine Adam Silver's like, come on, guys. You're just making my job harder. Speaking of making their jobs harder, Kawhi is making the Clippers' job in the front office and the coaches harder and his teammates. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's how I feel like the Clippers have to be thinking today. We're done with this guy. We, we got to move on. I'm tired of the load man. Load management isn't even working. Kawhi hasn't been healthy in like four years. Okay, yeah, they won a championship in Toronto. When Kawhi is healthy and wants to play and says his body is 100% and I can play, he is the best player on the court in many cases. The fact that they won that first game against the Suns was a lot of Kawhi on offense and defense against the other greatest player that I can think of in Kevin Durant. I, I just, I just, I would be frustrated. I would say I've had enough. Let's move on. 
I don't want to have Kawhi on my team. Trade him today. Trade him today. I think it's that time to move on. And the problem is, I don't necessarily feel like you need to blow up the Clippers, but it's pretty close. You're opening a new arena where the Forum used to be, or in the neighborhood where the Forum used to be. Actually, the Forum was still standing last time I was in L.A., like a year ago. And I imagine they still have concerts and a nostalgia of it. Maybe they're going to keep it, at least for the show, which should be called Showtime. It's ridiculous that it's not called Showtime because there's a Showtime network, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm getting off track here. I'll get to Lakers in a little bit. But I think you move on from Kawhi. This is his last year. You trade him, let somebody else deal with him because you'll get something good for him. Paul George has just had bad luck when it comes to injuries. And so from that perspective, I could see moving on from Paul George too. They're both older players. They have bigger contracts. Maybe you can think about, you know, getting some younger stars. Do like what, you know, find that team like Brooklyn who who got... Um, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and somebody else. Was it really Ray Allen? I didn't think it was Ray Allen, but maybe I'm wrong, and I'm just forgetting who it was. But maybe it's a team like, yeah, I'll take both of them off your hands. And yeah, okay, maybe they are going to be healthy, and you say, oh, no, we don't want to do that. But maybe that's what you do. Because I just feel like, man, those guys just can't stay on the court. And that's got to make the jobs... Uh, the front office, but mostly Ty Lu, tough. Like, how? what am I going to do? How can I be consistent, know who's going to be on the court, make a game plan for my opponent, when I don't even know from one day to the next who I'm going to have on the team? And give my boy Rocco some more playing time, please. I mean, for a 3 and D guy, like, I was thinking, okay, my man, you know, this is a chance. How many other, you know, I used to say it's about Nick Young. When he was with the Wizards and everybody's like, oh, get rid of him. I would always just say, hey, go look at the box scores from a game night. Tell me how many players on the Wizards right now that can fill it up like Nick Young. Can give you 30 a night if he's feeling it. I'll give you that if he's feeling it. You look at the Clippers and tell me over the past two seasons or as long as Robert Covington has been on that team, how many players outside of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and even then, they have not been on the court that long or consistent. That has scored 40 or more points in a game. And you can add Robert Covington to that list. So I don't understand how he's not in the rotation. Give Robert Covington the green light. You need it. You need it bad. I just don't understand why he's not. And I'm sure somebody's going to, you know, if I could talk to the Clippers, oh, well, there's stuff you don't know. I know what I see is a player who I've been told, if you ask anybody who's a 3 and D guy, Robert Covington's almost always on that list. 
You need to play him more. You need to play him more. A player who just needs to play at his level is Anthony Davis. The Lakers blew a chance to close out the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, granted, Ja's hand might be so bad that he's not going to play game three and game four. And that could make the difference between a team being able to get far or not. But I will say that it was definitely disappointing that Anthony Davis is not consistent in a different way. Granted, sometimes he's not on the court either, and that's an inconsistent consistent that's an inconsistency that is very similar to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George as far as bad luck, getting injuries, don't feel right, my arm hurts, can't feel my arm or can't move my arm, whatever he said in game one. I think it was game one, not game two. But in my observations from game two, you cannot let a G-leaguer outplay you. You just simply can't. If I'm Anthony Davis, I I mean, I would be embarrassed. Anthony Davis had 13 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. When realistically, he should have had a 20 more points. You don't let Xavier Tillman, who played in the G League this year, get 22 points, 13 rebounds, and 3 assists. He outplayed you. And his salary is probably like a fifth of what Anthony Davis's is. No jaw. No Steven Adams. No Brandon Clark. The Lakers should be up 2-0, and instead the series is 1-1. Now, granted, they may go to L.A. and win both games, then they're up 3-1. It's like, yeah, I think Memphis is done. Personally, I'd like to see the Lakers continue on. But there's something that's lacking in the Lakers that I just don't think they have that Michael Jordan killer instinct, and that includes LeBron James. I mean, if we want to put about put, talk about a totality of a career and championships, LeBron James is still two away from Michael Jordan. I don't necessarily think he is the greatest of all time, LeBron James. When I normally will bring up Michael Jordan, although I know earlier I said when, you know, he scored the most points of anybody. He's the all-time leading scorer, although it's ridiculous. That's only in a regular season. I don't understand why we can't include playoff points when we think about the totality of a player, and now we can't include play-in tournament stats. All of that stuff to me is like stupid. If it's in the game, if it's in the season, whether it's regular season or playoffs, to me all of that should count. That should go towards your career overall. And so realistically, LeBron was the all-time leading scorer in the NBA last season, if you count the playoffs, not this season, and I do. But I just don't think that 
he, LeBron, has the same killer instinct. Maybe a little passive-aggressive. I could see Michael Jordan yelling at Anthony Davis if they were in the game together. I don't see LeBron doing that. I see LeBron maybe maybe more of a, a politician. Let's go, guys. Let's get it done. Versus calling out Anthony Davis and then, you know, talking to his boys, Rich Paul and all of those guys behind closed doors about Anthony Davis. And so maybe that's the thing. But there's no, there was no excuse. Even when you listen to NBA on TNT, and they said there's no way the Lakers lose this game. They should not have. And they did anyway. And that was embarrassing. We got 11 games this weekend. I hope there are no more injuries. Because there have been a lot, a lot of injuries Uh, And a a lot of stars have been hurt in the playoffs. As I already mentioned, Kawhi. Paul George is out, although that was during the regular season. Ja Morant. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, although I don't want to forget anybody. That's one thing that you like about the playoffs and any playoffs, period. No matter what sport. When you start to have injuries... Then it's bad. I mean, even like I know in my NHL sleeper pick, I really tried to pick a deep sleeper, and I totally forgot that their star uh, scorer was out. So that was really stupid of me. That was really stupid. My real pick was Edmonton, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, so I'm looking forward to more NBA basketball. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. But there was talk about Damian Lillard possibly being traded. I heard them talking about it, listening to some NBA talk and on Twitter. And it got me to thinking about, well, what team would I think about that you wouldn't expect but probably... probably could go to and they're already a playoff team they are in the playoffs right now and I think it is the one team that they should think about going to and before I get to that point um, I did want to say yes the Warriors beat the Kings yesterday I think the Warriors right at the ship they're going to even up the series and they'll win in six which I think is what I said anyway Clippers are officially done. Nuggets will sweep the Wolves. I think the Lakers still can beat the Grizzlies. Celtics have the ability to sweep the Hawks, and they just might do that. But, you know, that's why they play the game, and now they got to try to win one on the road. Nets should be down 2-1. I mean, that was no guarantee, but obviously we know Joel Embiid should have been suspended. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cavs... Knicks series will be like in New York. The Cavs, this is a must-win game for them. Game three is must-win for the Cavs. Because I think if they lose this game, 
I would be worried that they're then going to lose game four and they're down 3-1 going home. And it's just not a good look for them. Bucks heat, you know, I mean, it depends on what happens with Giannis, but I think the Heat have to bounce back. They got destroyed in Milwaukee, but the fact that they won game one, they still got a chance. I just, as most people say, you probably just need to see more consistency. Not so much from Jimmy Butler, but from the team. Without Tyler Hero, they need to get more scoring, and that scoring is going to not be something where you're relying on Kevin Love. You're going to need Bam out of bio to do his thing. But back to Dame Lillard. You know what team I think should go after him? It could be a good look for them. It's the Boston Celtics. Why do I say the Boston Celtics? Because we know Jalen Brown's time in Boston has to be almost done. You know, I I can imagine the fans, he's called out the fans a few times for some racial issues in Boston. There's always been who's a 1 and 1A. The Boston Celtics have enough draft picks. And I would say enough young players that if I'm Damian Lillard to be able to go play with Jason Tatum, I think is a good move. I think they could probably afford to make maybe not a one-for-one with Jalen Brown. But I think you could say, okay, well, Jalen Brown and... Well, you don't really want to give up Robert Williams. Maybe you give up Grant Williams. Maybe you give up Grant Williams... And a Jalen Brown for Dame Lillard. But I do think that the Celtics. It's the kind of move that I could see. Them making. There are some other teams I thought of that that I think he could go to. But maybe that's a move that they can make without having to give up a lot. They have their round one pick, which won't be high. But if they had to, maybe they got a couple round twos, a few round twos. Maybe if you had to give up a 2023 and 2024... But that's the team that I was like, oh, that would be interesting. 
But the the destination for Dame Dollar, that's going to be fun in the offseason to see um, where he goes. Are there some other teams? I'm like, yeah, I, I could see it. But that was the one that realistically... You know, I could see maybe like on the Heat. I'm looking at playoff teams, which I know is like, okay, well, that won't work. And Tyler Hero got hurt. But maybe you could do like a Tyler Hero and a couple draft picks for Dame Lillard. He can go down in Miami. Might be a good look on the Nets. Really would be a good look on the Sixers, too. You know, I don't know if you trade Maxie and James Harden. Maybe. I don't know, that might be too much money for Dame Lillard, but the Timberwolves could use somebody like him, but I don't know if they've really got the picks for something like that anyway. Of course, the Lakers. I mean, shoot, if you had Dame Lillard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, oh my, that would be ridiculous. But I'm not going to go into all of the teams. I just, I thought about it when I saw a couple people listening to a couple people talking about it and reading a couple of uh, tweets on it. I was like, Boston. I mean, man, Jalen Brown's got to be on his way out, right? Speaking of on their way out, going to switch to baseball. The A's purchasing some land down in Vegas. I mean, we're talking, I mean, the NFL's already in Vegas. Now we're talking baseball. They've been talking about basketball for some time, but I don't like the basketball move, mostly because it doesn't seem, I guess then I'm like, well, what are you going to do with Summer League? Right? I mean, you can't have Summer League down there if you also have an NBA team. I feel like then maybe the teams are like, yo, that's unfair. That's like more money for them. But the Oakland Athletics purchasing land down there. I mean, how crazy would that be for them to move? But also how sad it is for Oakland. I mean, now we know that they're gone. The A's are gone. Uh, The Warriors and the 49ers don't play in Oakland anymore. Right? Am I right? Chase Center's in like San Francisco. And obviously, yeah, I think I'm right. Or did they move back to Oakland? Man, I guess I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I guess I should have looked it up to make sure I know. But I thought the Chase Center was in San Francisco. It is in San Francisco. I don't know what Oakland's doing. But I guess in their mind, they're like, eh, sports, whatever. We know our Oakland fans, they can just go to watch the 49ers. They're not that far away. And same for the Warriors. But now the A's will be far away. But the A's, when you think of Billy Bean, the godfather of analytics, if you will, He's one of those guys that I've always rooted for. Even though I didn't understand athletics back then, but once I saw that movie, I was like, oh, I don't know. I just like the story. And now the A's can be competitive. They've always done really well with their farm system, although last year they traded 
a lot of their really good young players away. But they'll retool again. And now in Las Vegas, maybe they have more money. They can get some real free agents and or keep their current players. And that's good for them. That's really good for them. So I'm happy for them and I can't wait to go to a Las Vegas baseball game. The Mets can't seem to win. Mets pitcher Max Scherzer, I can't talk today. Mets pitcher Max Scherzer was suspended for 10 games by Major League Baseball yesterday. He was ejected for having a foreign substance on his hand during a game. As expected, Max Scherzer will will appeal it, and I think I don't know, maybe he'll win. It's all this talk of like, oh, he was told to clean. The rosin off, but then when he used alcohol to clean it off, it got more sticky. The whole thing, I don't quite get it. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they talked about how in Japan, they allow for them to put uh, substances on, and I'm not, I don't remember what substances on the ball. But I think there is an approved substance, and it's just like, dude, just, just, just do it. This is getting out of control. I mean, the umpire stopped the game like four times and kept checking Max Scherzer over and over and over. Three inspections by umpire Phil Cousy. This is a game at Dodger Stadium. And, you know, for him to say that it was the stickiness was because of the rosin and the sweat and not a foreign substance... I'm just like substance, excuse me. I just it's just it's just dumb. It's just one of those things I'm like, come on. But the Mets just have some really bad luck. In my mind they do. These things just aren't going that well. Things just aren't going. Things are going well for my Baltimore Orioles, eleven and seven. Not bad. I mean, it's going to be a lot to catch Tampa Bay, who started the season what thirteen and zero. AL East, I think, in the end, will be the toughest division again. They're the only division without a team. All of the, excuse me, all five teams are above 500. I'm losing myself in what I was trying to say. But in every other division, you have at least two teams below 500. A long season ago, but my early indications, Atlanta is going to be there. I mean, you, you know that. They've got amazing, they got an amazing lineup of pitchers and batters. The biggest, one of the biggest surprises outside of Tampa are the Milwaukee Brewers. They're 14 and 5. They play very well and quietly to think that, oh man, Tampa Bay got out to a 12, 13 nothing start. They're 16 and 3. Atlanta's 14 and 5. Only two less losses. Milwaukee's 14 and 5. So realistically, what Tampa did is like, okay, that was cool. But realistically, Atlanta and Milwaukee are right there. 
I think the AL Central in the NL West still has some shaking out to do. And maybe with the return of Fernando Tatis Jr., San Diego will start to rise to the top. They're 10 and 11. But realistically, you know, that division, Arizona's 11 and 9. Dodgers are 10 and 10. Not much happening there. Not much happening there. We'll see how things shake out the rest of the way. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. What I'm going to not watch, but I'll keep an eye on it, is the big boxing match between Gervonta Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. They both said uh, they're looking to break each other's jaws. Garcia's undefeated at 23-0. With nine KOs, Davis is 28 now with 26 KOs. Something's got to give. Davis said all he talks about is that one punch. This is, quote, I only need one, two. I touched that jaw and I'm telling you, you're going to sleep. I'm going to break your jaw, I promise you. Don't even bring your mother or your daughter, end quote. Woo, that was, ooh. Don't bring moms and... and Daughters into it. That's a bit much. But Davis is one of the only people that I kind of still pay it to when it pay attention to when it comes to boxing is because he's from the he's from Baltimore, Baltimore, as you, you should say, Baltimore, Maryland. He's from the DMV. And I actually went to school in Baltimore. Played tennis. College tennis there. Division one. I don't know know why I need to say it. It's stupid. Bottom line is I have a connection to Baltimore. I'm not just bandwagon riding because they're doing well. Same thing with the Orioles. I'm a big Orioles fan. That's how who I grew up watching until the Nats came in 2005, and I never stopped being an Orioles fan. So I'm a root for Davis, and I hope he gets to win. Uh, breaking a jaw, I don't know. My son started doing Kung Fu, then he stopped. Then our littlest one is now doing Taekwondo. I still kind of have a thing about sparring. Man, I wish I could share some of the funny videos of him sparring the wind. Maybe I will one of these days. But the contact sports always kind of makes me just a little bit queasy. And I did Kung Fu for a long time. And I think my reason for why I've always thought of it a little queasy is because I remember uh, on one of my tests, was it, it might have been a test to get a new belt or a tournament. And I did a spinning roundhouse kick and caught this guy in the face. And I think there was oohs and ahs like, wow, what a move. But there was also like, ooh, like that had to hurt. And I just never wanted to hurt anybody when I was competing. But I'll root for Davis. I'll keep like one eye on on the on boxing Saturday night. I know my brothers will probably have a big uh, get-together 
to watch the, the match. I'll just be rooting for him. Maybe I'll see the highlights. But it's going to be a great sports weekend. Nonetheless, it's getting warm in, in you know, most of the, the baseball cities on the East Coast. So maybe a good weekend to go see a baseball game. NBA playoffs. Another live golf tournament. Quietly rooting for live golf. Maybe not so quietly since I have a podcast. I talk about it. And then we got boxing. It's a good weekend in sports. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jim O'Kay. Ciao for now.